Hello, hello. We're going to be covering last of Abraham's story, the death of Sarah, and eventually death of Abraham. We're going to follow through the story of his son, Isaac, coming into the family drama of the story. So, hi, Mark. Hello. So, how's it going this week? <laughs> yeah, I've been pretty busy. Yeah, I've been uh, doing some studying and just finished a video this morning. Just uploaded a video. Oh, really? Uh, just 30 minutes ago, yeah. And I got my first uh, warning from uh, Patreon. I got a a warning. I don't know what you, what you call those. You know, uh, you know, you know, like YouTube a strike yeah. or something. Yeah, Patreon. Patreon does that. I didn't know they do that. Yeah, you know, apparently I had something there they didn't like. So whatever, you know. No. There's a lot of things like that's that's uh, you know, so I'm just the, getting you know I'm getting canceled they, left and right. Oh. Did I'll get canceled from this entire world one of these days, you know, but that's what I right. think we're all going to get. <laughs> that's where they're heading towards. It's like every time you do something now, it's like one more thing <laughs> that they tell you you're in a prison, you know, like you can't even log on or do anything without. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's coming. Something big's coming. Something big yeah. is coming. I don't know when or exactly what it's going to be, but uh like well, I think not, they had uh, a marker for 2025 and 2030. So if we could survive 2025, oh, we could survive 2025. 2025. Yeah. Whoa. So that's, that's pretty good. It's coming up pretty soon. Summer. They're getting ready for that. Yeah. They're, they're training. They're practicing. Yeah. It's like, mm -hmm. I guess. How many more we can kill this generation? But we'll see. All right. Let's just get started. Did Patreon um, freeze your account then? No, no. It was just a warning. Oh, well, I have a perpetual YouTube warning. They, they, oh, yeah? But can yeah, you still have, upload stuff? Yeah, YouTube, well, they still let me upload, but I had this ongoing strike for a long time because so finally mm. it cleared on the 18th, and I thought, okay, I will, because, you know, they make it red or yellow or green in their little... Oh, uh, yeah. So I've been in a red for a very long time, and then when I finally got out, it says, warning. That's, and, it's, and I said, well, when does that go away? Because I, you know, and it never goes away. So I'm like marked forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, I used to, when I used to have a YouTube channel, it was like, they say it was like th three strikes, but I'd get the first strike. And then like uh, 10 minutes later, the whole thing was just shut down. You know, like they didn't go through the three strike process with me. It was just like instant That's termination. That's special. You, you, you had, they, you really must have hit a nerve. I don't know. Because I think you know, I don't know. I mean, they shouldn't worry too much. They shouldn't worry too much about it because most people are so. I, th I think most people are incapable of hearing what I have to say anyway. And, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, the cognitive dissonance is so great in the 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 heart. It's the human heart geared to idolatry. So they have nothing to worry about. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna change the course of history or wake people up. Yeah, but they people, don't. People don't want to wake up. Imagine anyway. Well, yeah. the first dissenter of this whole propaganda that you knew you were doing it before it started becoming mainstream. They had, well, to I just, yeah, I started. saw clearly what was happening now. Now it's pretty mainstream. Everyone talks about it. So it's, right. uh, but yeah, I was uh, talking about it. I saw what was going to happen and it's happened. So what, That's what more is there to say anymore? You know, <laughs> it's happened. It happened. Like what I said was going to happen. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's, people want it. That's, that's the problem. 
You know, there's not enough dissent or the dissent is being taken down. Like what's happened to you and all the stuff that everybody got injected with. There's no way they don't like anything said against them at all. But yeah, well, they're, they're, it's like it's like uh, it's like the uh, the Old Testament. It's yeah. like if you break the Sabbath rules, you were you were uh, out. You were you were um, what do you call it? Expelled from the community. Yeah. See, they're imitating God. Yeah, they're imitating the uh, the Old Testament God. They're or not you know same God is that always, but the uh, the Old Covenant yeah. rules and the uh, the purity laws and all that stuff. You have to be pure and cleansed to be in covenant with uh, the the, the rulers of this world. The beast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they got their way. Just wasn't aware there was a covenant. You know, I thought we were going by our natural freedom that was given to us. The whole point of the civil liberties was that we would be protected against all this. Now nobody cares. Like like all the people that fought for the freedom, nobody cares to keep on protecting it. And they're gonna find. Yeah, out- I don't think we ever had that much freedom to begin with. You know, I mean, no. Anytime was- you're forced to pay taxes and do all that stuff. Uh, I mean that's a different issue, but yeah, there was there's a lot of uh, stuff. You know, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors regarding the uh, the United States. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I think we're all kind of brainwashed. This patriotism is uh, every. It's like almost like a religion. You know, and, it is uh, now. Gosh, you know how many videos come up every single day on all these platforms about what the politicians are doing and not doing. It's like it's crazy. But nobody's done anything in the last three years. Like, okay, well, what have you done besides make videos, you know? And yeah, I'm, yeah. You know, the government's pretty much told the population that they can go after all your livelihood and your freedoms, even if you attempt anything now with all this Trump saga, right? So I think they made a point. So I think it's made people afraid to actually do anything or rise up. You know, like that time is kind of coming gone now. I think the only yeah. thing affected is when the people start starving, you know, when they start losing everything, and then yeah, there will be know. that shift. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. either way, it's uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm kind of off the. Uh, I kind of started out wanting to fight a conventional war, but yeah. I don't think that's the way to go anymore. You know, now it's more uh, no, the spiritual, it's a spiritual war. Battle. Yeah, yeah, so. It's like- the, the, demonic yeah. energy that's kind of ruling everything you know yeah there, there's no political even even if you overthrew the government then what replaces it a bunch of uh sinful human Boring beings people. yeah some of the, the truthers are some of the worst people i've ever met in my life <laughs> you know, know seriously i mean they're they're the only ones who really attack me yeah you know well, they're just horrible people a lot of a lot of them not all of them but a lot of uh a lot of the content creators are just terrible horrible people yeah. That I've come in contact with. It's so hard to meet uh, a content creator who you can kind of get along with, you know, who's just a decent person, you know. Well, it's because everybody has their own agenda. You know, they're all trying to make money off of this online. So yeah. Yeah. You're, they're, they got to put down the competition, I guess. You know? Yeah. Which is, you know, that's just as evil as uh, whatever the, the elite are doing. You know what I mean? Oh, it's the same thing. It's like the same, yeah. both sides of the same coin, you know? It's yeah. just, which yeah. side are you going to be on? Because nothing gets done. The whole point of this truther and information stuff was to alert people like, hey, because the mainstream media wasn't going to do it. But then what happened was that they were becoming just the same as 
CNN and everybody else, but just in a more dramatic way, you know, a lot of them, they're pushing fear and that's kind of what they want. That's, you know, if you think about what Satan wants, he wants us just to be afraid and angry. I mean, look at, I mean, there's the most videos are like, I don't even watch these videos anymore. So just be afraid and angry. They're going to (laughs) take away our food. Well, hey man, I got eternal life, you know, Uh, things are going great. (laughs) Yeah. I got eternal life. What do I care if they starve me, if they kill me, you know? Right. And, you know, it's always pushing, like prepping and stuff. And actually all of that stuff is going to become really important to talk about when we get the Joseph story. Yeah. It's a lot of the same propaganda. That's why I kind of started to focus on the Bible because I feel like that's at least worth my time and not trying to the same you know what everybody else is doing yeah yeah and I, wh- whatever's happening now it really is uh, biblical i mean it's 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 biblical prophecy unfolding yeah. i i see it the way i see it you know that's what i see and uh it's very clear to me anyway i guess we should get Why started here? <laughs> yeah it is definitely biblical i mean that's the whole point i like before we even got to 2020 i think i was probably asleep not asleep and not knowing what was going on i always knew that but just the fact that the world could just change in a moment just like that and i thought it was going to happen in 2023 yeah because uh, i had a i had a certain view that I've changed my mind about, about the seven years and stuff, like 2030 was significant. So I thought, well, seven years before that, that's when it's going to begin. But I don't really have a seven-year view anymore, but uh, it began in 2020. It kind of caught caught me off guard, you know, but it was pretty close. Something is close, that's for sure. I think we have to survive and we have to get the spirit of God to kind of guide us through. All right, you ready? (laughs) I'm not ready, but let's start anyway. So now there was a famine in the land besides the former famine, and that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Gerar, to Abimelech, king of Philistines, and the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt, dwell in the land of which I shall tell you. Sojourn in the land, and I will be with you and bless you, for to you and your offspring I will give all these lands, and I will establish the oath. That I swore to Abraham, your father, I will multiply your offspring as the stars of the heaven and give to your offsprings all the lands. And in your offspring, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes and my laws. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So another famine in the land. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of a, we see this pattern. Yeah, I think the, probably the most important verse in this paragraph is the last one, because Abraham always yeah. kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws, which I don't remember. Were there a lot of, I'm trying to remember the differences between all of them. Did we go over a lot of those? What, the charge, commandments, statutes, yeah. and laws? Yeah. Well, this is, you know, this is obviously before the Mosaic covenant was given out, but basically Abraham just believed the promises. They, they, they're in a covenant, right? It's, they, they established a covenant yeah. and uh, with that cutting of the animals in half and all that stuff. And God made promises and the covenant kind of seals. It's like signing on the dotted line. It's like a contract between Abra- between God and Abraham. So God has promised and also signed it, basically put it in writing, you know, it's like, yes, I will do this no matter what. I'm going to yeah. do this. you know. So his name, a lot of what God does even today is because he's put his name and reputation on the line. 
he signed that contract promising to do these things for us to uh, give us a, a land and a people and establish a kingdom on earth so he's a lot of a lot of times in in the in the old testament especially he says he does this not because you guys deserve it you guys really don't deserve it but i'm doing it because i promised to do it so i have to do it yeah you know? You know, and i think that's part of the grace of god is that it's part of for his name you know he's yeah, a god he's who keeps holding, his promises yeah he's holding up his part of the bargain so somebody um yeah. commented that the entire bible to that person and i think she's correct or he maybe i got it wrong but um that is made like a legal legalistic throughout the whole bible the fact that you have a covenant contract you're signing yeah and then uh the two witnesses testify to that contract basically or yeah proceedings are and then judgment time after yeah yeah um after the judgment is pronounced, they open up the book of life. Yeah. yeah so all of that yeah. whole thing is like a legal trial. And and the terms like righteousness is a legal term. You are you're declared you're innocent, basically. You're the court finds you innocent. Yeah, exactly. And then if you're unrighteous, you're not innocent. Yeah. You're guilty. And um, so yeah, and that's especially like there's a if you look at the whole Bible as a covenant, uh, covenant theology, they call it. And there's one of my favorite books about the Bible is called Kingdom Through Covenant. So the whole theme is God establishes a kingdom on earth. Like that's the whole meta narrative, and he does it through the covenants. It's yeah. like I, I think of it like a job contract. Yeah. You know, you get a, you sign the contract, you get a job, I will do this, and the employer will do this. Yeah. You know, and then and then it expires five years later, and then you sign a new one. And that's kind of like now we're in the new covenant which was yeah. promised and prophesied in the Old Testament. And even part of the Old Covenant was looking ahead to a better covenant. That's in the Torah. The Torah itself points towards a better covenant than that. You know, so. Yeah, all things point to Christ. But even like, uh, yeah. so as they said, like the Satan is an accuser. So he was a prosecutor, attorney. Well, yeah, he was an accuser. He was also an executioner. Yeah. Um, he's a little bit more than an. Uh, that's, yeah. These there's there's been some recent research on Satan, and um, <laughs> it's kind of a funny thing to say. You know, it's like people have discovered new things about Satan. You know, but he's uh, even more than just an accuser or an adversary. He was also kind of an ex uh, executioner and a punisher. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah, the, yeah. So the 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 accusing kind of uh, terminology. Yeah, there's the whole thing is. Uh, I don't know if legalistic is the best word for it, but it's uh, like you know, a trial, you know, like a, there, there's something very real and tangible and serious about it. It's not just random, arbitrary stuff. You know what I mean? There's 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 a lot. There's a method to the madness. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, he kind of uses like the whole contract at the beginning and then it goes into criminal law later on and then the two witnesses testify and then judgment and sentencing that's what we get at the very end so it's kind of a little yeah, bit yeah 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 all that yeah yeah i mean it's uh yeah definitely i mean the base so like so like what esau did he didn't fulfill his side of the contract these people are in a contract essentially and it, but it's based on faith so so abraham had faith and that's uh, that's what we're supposed to do as well because in human beings never kept their side of the covenant nope and that's that's the thing is that the uh you know people didn't uh 
but but God God must keep His side of the covenant, and He's able to, you know. Um, well, that's why He brings us in, you know, like those who hear the voice and go through mm -hmm. faith. It doesn't matter then of what contract terms that we're trying to capture at that point. Like we've already accepted as a new covenant. I think through Christ, yeah, Jesus kept his Jesus kept the covenant for us. You know what I mean? He fulfilled the law and the prophets. He fulfilled the covenant conditions that God set out for humanity. So, so Jesus is like the perfect human being yeah. and the new creation. We're in a new creation. A new creation has begun. We're still kind of you know stuck in the old creation to a certain degree temporarily that the, the, the there's christian is a new creation yeah well, it doesn't feel like it all the time yeah. <laughs> my body doesn't feel like yeah. i'm looking forward to getting the new body i'll tell you that yeah. our soul has been reborn though that's that's the yeah thing, yeah know? regenerated yeah but our body is not regenerated necessarily although i guess there's a lot of healing some people have been praying for me to to heal some yeah. of my physical problems. And um, it could be, a, you know, it's, it's so hard for me to, like, accept that, to be honest. Like, uh, I don't know why. Something I have to, I have to uh, get more faith get for, the, that. for that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, it's ingrained in my head. Like, well, there's, you know, yeah, I know God can heal people, but he's not going to heal me. He's not going to heal this physical problem. Well, no, you know what I mean? I don't know what I don't know what's wrong with my head. That means you're or, blocking that healing. They're not doing. I know. They're, doing. <laughs> they're like, God, we prayed for this man, but he says he can do it. So you got to let that go because I want to witness that your the church is actually praying for you and your healing. Well, we'll really, see what happens. We'll see what happens. Was about that power. I think people. I know. Yeah. We still have it. All right, I'm going to, Isaac settled in Gerar. When the man of his place asked him about his wife, he said, she's my sister. Oh. Feared, so the same story is coming back, huh? We've heard that before. <laughs> For he feared to say, my wife, thinking lest the man of the place should kill me because of Rebecca, because she was attractive in appearance. And when he had been there for a long time, Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked out of the window and saw Isaac laughing with Rebekah, his wife. So Abimelech called Isaac and said, Behold, she's your wife. How then could you say, she's my sister? Isaac said to him, Because I thought lest I die because of her. Abimelech said, What is it that you have done to us? One of the people might easily have lain with your wife, or you would have brought guilt upon us. Bimelech warned all of his people, saying, whoever touches this man or his wife surely be put to death. It's interesting that it's the same party that Abraham said to Abimelech, his son is doing the same people. Like It's, not it's pretty much the same. Uh, I wonder if there's any small differences. It's almost like the same exact story, isn't it? It is. Pretty much as uh, Abraham and his wife. But, um, Why is it always Abimelech in his household? Like I, I it's like a bunch of years. Well, later, I guess yeah, yeah. Sixty years later. Um, yeah, I mean there are you know some scholars out there who say well somebody like they kind of messed up the stories a little bit. You know, it's like the same. There's like this one story, but they kind of wrote it for two different people. Um, you know, there there's there are a lot of critical scholars out there who well, I don't will, que that. will I question. Yeah, happened. just as he said. Yeah. And we'll read it through, and the same story with the well is repeating again. 
Um, so. Yeah, the woman at the well is, is kind of a theme. I think what I think what's probably going on is back then this was the cultural norm. You know, it was just dangerous for women traveling around, even if they're married. So they they yeah. just did these kind of things. It, it may have been a common thing that people did, and yeah. then it got people in trouble. And there's kind of maybe a, you know, it's a bit of a story. You know, it's a it's a way to tell the story in a kind of an interesting way. And then there's kind of a moral lesson, you know, and we see how the people respond. Um, but it's interesting is the Abimelech again. Um, so Isaac sowed in the land and reaped in the same year, a year of a hundredfold. The Lord blessed him. And then the man became rich and gained more and more until he became very wealthy. He had possessions of flocks and herds and many servants so that the Philistines envied him. Now the Philistines had stopped and filled with earth all the wells that his father, father's servants had dug up in the days of Abraham, his father. And Abimelech said to Isaac, go away from us, for you are much mightier than we. Isaac departed from there and encamped in the valley of Gerar and settled there. And Isaac dug again the wells of water that he had been dug in the days of Abraham and his father, which the Philistines had stopped after the death of Abraham, and he gave them names that his father had given them. But when Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found there was a well of spring water, and the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with Isaac, herdsmen saying, "The water is ours." So he called the name of the well Essek because they contended with him. And then they dug another well and they quarreled over that also. So he called that name Sitna. And he moved from there and dug another well where they did not quarrel over it. So he called its name Rehoboth, saying, For now the Lord had made room for us, and he shall do shall be fruitful in the land. So a lot of well stuff going on here. There must is yeah, there desert? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, not maybe not exactly the desert, but it's uh, kind of a dry place. Yeah. Sounds like it. And it is very similar to what Abraham, I mean, yeah. he's kind of uh, doing very similar things that Abraham did, the whole thing, you know, same, yeah, and, and, and same wells. Yeah, and Abraham departed is uh, when they settled their affairs, made that treaty, remember, to go their separate Yeah, ways. yeah. So it's like it's happening again. From there, he went up to Beersheba, and the Lord appeared to him in the same right and said, I am God of Abraham and your father. Are your father, fear not, for I am with you and will bless you and you multiply your offspring for my servant Abraham's sake. So he built an altar there and called upon the name of the Lord and pitched his tent there. And there Isaac's servants dug a well. Nothing interesting there? Uh, built an altar. You see a lot of that in Genesis. People kind of building altars in certain significant places, you know. And, um, you know, and keep in mind, they don't really own this land, you know. There, uh, in fact, you know Abraham's um, grave or that field he bought. Like that's the only, you know, he was promised this land, but he does. They don't really have. Uh, they have that little field, I guess. But uh, but even that was kind of like owned by someone else, and um, you know. You think they just right establish like first come first serve kind of when they get into these lands area with all their flock and people. Well, there's people there. There's people there already. Yeah. But how can they coexist in all these areas when their households are so big? Well, that's kind of what the, that's why they have all these conflicts with people who are yeah. there already, you know, and so. Okay. So when Abimelech sent 
to him from Gerar with Ahuzat, his advisor, and Fikol, the commander of his army. Isaac said to them, Why have you come to me, seeing that you hate me and have sent me away from you? They said, We are. We see plainly that the Lord has been with you. So we said, let there be a sworn pact between us, between you and us, and let us make your covenant with you so that you will do us no harm, just as we have not touched you and have done to you nothing but good and have sent you away in peace. So now the blessed of the Lord. So he made them a feast and they ate and drank. And in the morning they rose early and exchanged oaths. And then Isaac said to them on their way and they departed from him in peace. The same day Isaac's servants came and told him about the well, and they had dug and said to him, We found water. We called it Sheba, and therefore the name of the city is Beersheba to this day. When Esau was 40 years old, he took Judith, the daughter of Beri, the Hittite, to be his wife, and Basmuth, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite, and they made life bitter and for Isaac and Rebekah. <laughs> yeah, see, they're not really supposed to marry these um, Canaanite kind of people. Now, these Hittites, they're a pretty well-known uh, ancient Near Eastern uh, group of people. They actually have a lot of literature that people have uh, discovered, and um, quite, they were a very powerful culture back then. So there's a lot of there's a lot of scholarly work has been done on the Hittites, and a lot of archaeology and stuff like that. And they're they're kind of like the Assyrians or even the Babylonians to a certain degree. Oh. They're not uh, they're somewhat somewhat um, considered to be somewhat evil. You know what I mean? Yes, um, un unrighteous people. Elon. Yeah, you think he's a <laughs> Elon the Hittite? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they renamed the uh, the company X, right? X is yeah. one of these symbols I've talked about a lot in my channel. Um, many, many esoteric meanings to x you see the word you see the letter x everywhere yeah i started uh, to notice that too but where do it's you a reference to androgyny oh yeah and also it's kind of heaven and earth combining but it, it's yeah. the it's male and female symbols combined you know they i think and he's he's probably um i don't know if you can say that here but he's probably uh born female actually i believe um <laughs> Elon well, the Hittite. I guess I'll have to watch <laughs> he has a lot of uh, traits that uh, someone in that situation might have, and his mother <laughs> you as well. Do a video yeah. on that one, then. I have, yeah. I yeah? Have. yeah. Okay. I think so. I think I have, probably. But uh, <gasps> strange, strange world we live in. You know? Well, now I'm going to think of him as a Hittite. Yeah, you never know. I mean, maybe, maybe that's what, maybe that's what a lot of them are. You know. Yeah. Um, I don't think, see, a lot of these tribes, uh, they were supposed to kill them all off, actually, but a lot, there were some survivors, you know, that's the thing. And uh, it's hard to get a sense of exactly how many there were, but it seems like there were some survivors from these uh, these people that were considered to be uh, evil, you know. Well, these names, I think, you know, people, historically, a lot of these names faded out, but some of them survived. So, you know, <laughs> Elon, well, there's Isaacs. Um, yeah, Isaac is still around, especially in the especially with Jewish people. They have Isaac and Jacob. I know a guy named Jacob. You know, although he's uh, he, what's what's that people? Those people like in Ohio and Pennsylvania, the Amish. He's yeah. Amish, but now he's a Christian. So it's kind of interesting. Well, well, I guess that is they are Christians, right? Amish. Yeah, they but he, are. But he's not Amish. He kind of left the Amish community. 
yeah. to um, he, he's a former Amish, but his well, name is Jacob. Tell with all the modern names, like even yours, like who accepted the new covenant? You know, the people that accepted it. Yeah. Because yeah. all their names are still hanging out. While like the earlier names in the earlier Genesis, you don't see a lot of those names come up too much. So I can kind of see like historically where the people met. Like even Rebecca's name is still today. Isaac is still yeah. today. Still today. How, what about Esau? Yeah, never. <laughs> Not too much? <laughs> no. <laughs> or Cain? Yeah, all of those <laughs> Or what's that one that the tower? Yeah, what's the one that built the Tower of Babel? Nimrod. Oh, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, you don't hear that too much, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. Most people do have biblical names, don't they? Yep. But they don't well, believe in the Bible. Most people, you know. <laughs> well, the Western part has all these names, but not the Eastern world. You're not going to see these names in China or India or no any of those places no. no they would they would go for like the king or something the royal family um who they believe is divine you know the royal family is uh, uh descendants of the gods basically in in asia a lot of countries in asia and that's where you get that winged entity i showed you before that actually can be traced back to hinduism and that's what it represents the the winged like the american eagle is not a bird it's a uh like a, some kind of a divine being that represents that the king has divine authority to rule on earth yeah. and, and, and represents their, you know, the, the pagan gods on earth. And I think that's still happening today. These, these government officials are, uh, the government is, is working for the fallen angels, essentially. Yeah, that's been the most eye-opening for me, is that these fallen angels are actually here and ruling these nations. Yeah, or wherever they are, you know, they could still be up in, in wherever. They could be in the abyss or in heaven or who, wherever they are. Um, I guess a lot of them rebelled. Not all of them re rebelled so uh, extremely, I guess. But um, they're they're like a. I think of it like if Satan was locked up in a in a prison, <clears throat> they're like a mafia boss gets locked up in prison, but they're still kind of running the operation from prison. You know what I mean? That's maybe, but it seems like a lot of possession by so many higher ups to be able to do these wicked things well that's what the the occult uh practices are there to you know to, to communicate with them in their because they're literally like in a different realm you know a different world and they uh they open the channels to communication with these uh, entities yeah so. do you want to read this chapter are we on 27 now we're going to go through this yeah. Isaac blesses Jacob. When Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see, he called Esau his older son and said to him, My son, and he answered, Here I am. He said, Behold, I am old. I do not know the day of my death. Now then, take your weapons, your quiver and your bow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me. Prepare for me delicious food such, such as I love, and bring it to me so that I may eat that my soul may bless you before I die. Now Rebekah was listening when Isaac spoke to his son, Esau. So when Esau went to the field to hunt for game and bring it, Rebekah said to her son, Jacob, I heard your father speak to your brother Esau, bring me game and prepare for me delicious food that I may eat it and bless you before the Lord before I die. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice as I command you. 
Go to the flock and bring me two good young goats so that I may prepare from them delicious food for you. Wait, delicious food for your father, such as he loves. And you shall bring it to your father to eat so that he may bless you before he dies. But Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, Behold, my brother Esau is a hairy man, and I am a smooth man. Perhaps my father will feel me, and I shall seem to be mocking him and bring a curse upon myself and not a blessing. His mother said to him, Let your curse be on me, my son. Only obey my voice and go bring them to me. Should, we, should I continue? What do you think about that so far? Well, this whole blessing thing, I think we should talk about, because I this is very real. Like this fact that parents have the power to bless their children. And, you know, this whole thing about Rebecca wanting to steal Esau's blessings onto Jacob, all of this actually happens, you know, where mothers are choosing their favorite sibling. It's like the father has a right to be able to bless his children or curse them even. And the reason why I think this is so important because I think most people don't even realize that your parents have that right to bless you or curse you for your life and where you're impacted from then on. And I see, especially like when I'm out and about, you know, in public transportation, I see a lot of young mothers with their kids. Some are loving, but some are horrible. They're cursing their little kids. They treat them like property, you know. In all kinds, everywhere, in every culture, I see them, the two kinds of parents, one that are like doting parents and love them. And then the other ones are constantly treating them like dirt. I think that carries through their entire life because every negative word that come out of their mouth against their children, it impacts them for life. And that's essentially cursing them. You know, Uh that makes sense. And so I looked at the story and like, you know, once, even in my own, you know, with the blessings with my parents and stuff, I feel like I got jilted. So now I realize like, oh, okay, they always had that power to bless and curse. And I think it's too late later on when they say, oh, yeah, we, you know, we wish you the best or give you all that. I think there's a special anointing over kids very early. Um, Or I guess in this case, they're older already. So whenever they, like, I don't think Isaac ever tried to bless either one of them until this moment. This was something significant where he was passing on the birthright to Jacob. And I always wonder if every household has that same spiritual context. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 not, it's not really formalized in a, some, some kind of ritual like this anymore, maybe, but it's, um, it's like on, you're saying like it's on like a daily basis of how yeah, the parents treat birth. the child. Yeah. The environment. Yeah. <clears throat> if you love your, your child or like there are mothers and fathers, just, you know, they're constantly blessing them, not by saying I bless you, but the fact that they are positive in their outcome of life. Mm. Like you will, you know, you're going to be great someday. You're going to be doing this someday, whatever, you know? Yeah. yeah. Go at it, you know, like that positive reinforcement. That's a blessing yeah. always. Yeah. Those parents that are like cutting down and putting roadblocks in front of their kids, like you can't do that. You're stupid or whatever. Or like, I see some horrible things come out of a lot of these mothers to their young kids. Well, a lot of women or a lot of parents, they don't, they don't, they, uh, 
yeah, it's like they regret having kids. Yeah. They, they didn't really, <clears throat> really want to have the kids and the kids are just kind of an annoyance. And uh, it's because these, you know, the parents are selfish and they're not, they're not, you know, giving love. They're not, yeah. they don't love their kids. Maybe they have their own issues as well. But yeah, yeah. their, their kids are treated like uh, unwanted, they're unwanted baggage that they're kind of stuck yeah. with, you know. Yeah. And that carries, I think, blessings, like the hardships that people go through in their own way. I think a lot of it has to do with not getting properly blessed with their parents. Yeah. 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 It is kind of a curse, isn't it? Yeah. It's a, it's a curse that's passed down um, kind of the way with, through that, that broken relationship or the, or it's a positive relationship or a negative relationship. And um, yeah, maybe, maybe some parents even try to sabotage their children because they they just want them to fail because it's like well, they didn't really love them they didn't want them anyway so you know if if the child turns out to be like happy and successful that's almost like they don't want that no right they, they want that see see I knew I knew that kid was no good he's yeah. in prison now but it's like they they kind of for they kind of guided him to be in end up in prison or something you know well there's special powers of being a parent you know over their kids so yeah. God has already given them that authority over their children. And if they abuse that authority, oh my gosh, it's hell on earth to always follow their blessing and curses if they're not with you. It's like God saying, if, if you're not with me, you're against me. So in the same way, if the parents are not with their children, they're against them. So then they're having to fight yeah. that spiritual battle. So I'm saying this is not even like a verbal thing. I think it's a spiritual anointing that the parents have over their children and hopefully you know most of them will love their children and give them the right blessing but i don't think a lot of them do and you see that carried out in their life You'll well like, these days too mo most parents are not even married you yeah. know more or uh yeah i think and, and I, you know i was reading some uh you know, some some Bible scholars or pastors or whatever, you know how the in the Ten Commandments, it's like honor your father and mother. Yeah. But there are exceptions. If your father and mother are not godly people, just like if the government is not a godly government, you don't always have to honor them necessarily, you know. Um, well, I struggle. You know, I've, I've read some opinions. Yeah. I mean, there's some opinions about that. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it, there, there are just some evil parents out there and... Do you still honor them in that case? You know, what do you think? You think you do? I struggle with that I a lot because there was nowhere in the Bible says that there's an exception. <laughs> <laughs> there's no like, even if you're abused or neglected or abandoned, whatever, it doesn't seem like there's an exception to like, mm. you can't honor your father or mother because it says if you honor them, your life will be long. But if you don't, the fact that you don't honor your father or mother, then you're cursed throughout your life too. I don't. I haven't been able to find an answer to that one because. Well, I, I think the thing is the ten the ten commandments were given to the covenant people. Yeah. But it's like if you're not in that covenant, then it doesn't. You know. You you know what I mean? Like it doesn't apply. Right. Obviously, the parents are not in covenant with God. Right. Do we do we honor people who are not in covenant with God? Do we? Um, I don't know because I think it's you know what I mean? tied. 
I mean, I've seen some like like very kind of you know fundamental Christians who say that they they can make a case that um, there may be some exceptions to that, which would kind of surprise me, you know, kind of surprise me. Um, but maybe they're wrong. I mean, there's different views. You're going to have different views on that. It's something. Uh, well, someday about. I would like to know the answer because uh, I think just like God was able to divorce Israel, you know, when she was a harlot, then it kind of implies that you can move away from certain people. Are you able to divorce them in a way spiritually, you know, or are you always yeah. bound to the people that are not in the covenant with God? Well, I think at some point you got to, you know, we have to see God as our father, right and um oh look at what jesus said jesus also said uh you know about about divisions within the family right yeah um, like, like people said hey jesus your 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 mother and your brothers and sisters are outside and he's like they're not my they're not my family oh. <laughs> <laughs> something like that right yeah you well, know maybe, what i mean yeah i think maybe that's a clue then so a christian is kind of in a new family the family of god we're children of god and our parents, you know, my, I mean, my parents too, imperfect. And I, you know, I don't want to resent them and be all angry and bitter. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I'm definitely, uh, I, I feel like I was not a wanted child. Yeah. They probably wanted to abort me, to be honest. Aw. Yeah. So. See, that's what I mean. So, like, that spiritual <laughs> baggage carries throughout your life. So, like, you have to also yeah. go from that, too. Yeah, because you, you see people who grew up in like loving homes and stuff. They're they're to like a different breed of people. Oh yeah, they have and no for me growing up, all my friends, as you know, growing up, all my friends were for, were from broken homes, alcoholic homes. Yeah, and we all drank, and it's like we all had the same kind of pattern going on. We didn't think about it, you know, but that that was the case. There must have been something about us that we grab, like we we couldn't hang out with people from. Uh, if you if, if someone had parents that were still married it's almost like you can't really hang out with them if you're from a divorced family because it's like you just have nothing in common with them yeah because it's a broken home versus a kept home you know but i always yeah, wondered if when your home is broken like that where do you get your blessings from because they're they're not giving it to you right drugs <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I feel like there's a trap, spiritual trap somewhere that got yeah. like you were entitled to your blessings that were God given through your parents to get it to you. But when well, you don't, you don't have it. You, you try to get it. That's why people do, do drugs and drink and yeah. listen to rock and roll. You're trying to get it through other ways, you know. But it doesn't come that way. So they break no. the chain. That's why. That's why I always like this story a lot because it actually taught me, you know, when I see people, including my own family, that blessings are so important. If they love you, they would give it to you. And then you prosper like a plant, you know, like if you don't give them water, they're going to die. And that's that blessing. When the parents give you that blessing, you thrive. And when they don't, you're kind of all, all over the place. Yeah. Well, I don't think my parents were capable of giving. I don't think they gave a blessing to anybody to to my brother either i don't think so. you know nobody got blessings in my family so there's we're all cursed where do they get it well i think that curse can be broken and you certainly if you have kids oh yeah then you can bless your children No, yeah the curse can be broken obviously through uh 
you know that's that's the human heart issue right that that verse we talked about before jeremiah the the heart is deceitful and wicked and sick you know and, th and then the faith you know that we believe in our heart we, you know that's what paul says uh, believe in your heart that jesus is lord so it's that that's how our heart can change we we have a sick heart but then we believe in our heart yeah that helps to uh heal not not our physical heart either i guess but uh no, it's just, it's all spiritual, you know, all this whole thing is, yeah. it's teaching us what all this spiritual stuff means and how to overcome it. You know, that both the pastors at the church I go to, it's a husband and wife team, and they're, they're both uh, orphans, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. So, you know, they were completely abandoned by their parents. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, although although I think I was, I mean, a lot of people are abandoned by their parents, but they still live in that house, you know. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so I can kind of relate. I I actually relate to to them to their story a little bit, you know. You can have siblings and parents, but that doesn't mean they're connected to you. I've I mean, in my mm. household, I've been orphaned since the day I was born. You know, <laughs> they still exist, but I've been my own. I yeah. raised myself. Anyway, let's go uh, on to 14. So he went and took them and brought them to his mother, and his mother prepared delicious food such as his father loved. Then Rebekah took the best garments of Esau, her older son, which were with her in the house, and put them on Jacob, her younger son. And the skins of the young goats she put on his hands and on the smooth part of his neck. And she put the delicious food and the bread which she had prepared into the hand of her son Jacob. So we went in to his father and said, my father, and he said, here I am, who who are you, my son? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me. Now sit up and eat of my game, that your soul may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, how is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? He answered, because the Lord your God granted me success. Then Isaac said to Jacob, please come near, that I may feel you, my son, to know whether you are really my son Esau or not. So Jacob went near to Isaac, his father, who felt him and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize them because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. And he said, Are you really my son Esau? And he answered, I am. Then he said, Bring it near to me that I may eat of my son's game and bless you. So he brought it near to him, and he ate, and he brought him wine, and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, Come near and kiss me, my son. So he came near and kissed him, and Isaac smelled the smell of his garments and blessed him and said, See, the smell of my son is as the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you of the dew of heaven and of the fatness of the earth and plenty of grain and wine. Let people serve you and nations bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers. May your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you, and blessed be everyone who blesses you. See, here wow. is exactly, I mean, his blessings were very specific. And Esau lost out on all of this, which is yeah. the power that he has to give all, just through his words. Mm. Yeah, 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 because this is kind of how things kind of played out, right? Yeah, um, he's blessing him with wealth, you know, all his flocks and stuff. And then people serving him and bowing down to him like the nation this is a huge blessing right and anyone who curses him will be cursed 
this is the power that they have. Yeah, I mean, um, and it's kind of all, it almost sounds like the mother didn't like Esau. No. Nope. Really, you know what I mean? But the father did. The father did. Yeah. The father liked him. So he wanted but, to give it to Esau. He thought he was giving it to Esau. But you got to wonder, like, how uh, was this God's plan? You know, it kind of, I mean, it probably, I guess it was that they, maybe God also favored Jacob. I'm sure he did because didn't the line come for him? He's, I think, later on. Well, so, his Israel, that's Israel. His name was changed yeah. to Israel. But so it's like Jacob is kind of the chosen one, the elect, you know. Did to, God uh, say he hated Esau somewhere? He does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Esau I hated. So it's like, it's almost like the mother is kind of doing God's will here. Even though Isaac, Isaac was like the chosen child, right? But Isaac sounds like he's kind of clueless at this point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Blind. He may even be uh, spiritually blinded. It's almost like David and Solomon, right? David was this, you know, righteous king for the most part. And then Solomon kind of like, fell away you know he he uh he believed in other gods and uh yeah, he was he you know with with all his thousand wives and all that so so solomon got led astray and maybe isaac is not see the, these per these children are never perfect they're they're not the they're not really the chosen seed even though they're supposed to be a chosen seed at some point these guys are not it you know yeah but how can uh deception be doing god's will though well there there is a something in the late like in the book of kings i think or chronicles where uh, god allows a, a, a spirit to come down and deceive a king and god god actually it's god's idea i think deception is allowed and god obviously allows satan to deceive people i mean it, it happens right he could he could have just killed satan from day on day one you know what i mean right. but uh it's a testing it's deception is kind of a a, a way that god allows people to be tested i think are you said, saying you and i can deceive people to get what we want as long as it's well bad? well then that's a selfish motive that would be more of a satanic type of deception i think um which god allows to happen right there's a lot of people out there it's deceiving a lot of people rebecca i don't think it was a test it seems like he's and it's kind of like because esau already surrendered so the thing is esau surrendered his birthright already so this is kind of like it's already happened. He's already lost his blessing with a bowl of soup. Yeah. So so in a way, this is just kind of a result of that. I think like like he it's like he took the mark of the beast. <laughs> he took the mark of the beast. It, like selling his birthright for that bowl of soup was him selling his soul, selling out uh, for his physical existence, for, for for this world. Tell Isaac to just bless Jacob. Why go through all this drama? Because Isaac loved, Isaac was still uh, attached to Esau, and, and Esau probably uh, would deny that he sold his birthright because there was no other witnesses there. So, I mean, it's related, right? This didn't, this incident didn't happen out of nowhere. Esau already threw away and disrespected his birthright you know what i mean so i think that's why this this is like the confirmation so whatever she did was righteous then well i don't know if that's even the point if she was you know like if she's righteous or not this is maybe a consequence of esau's original action and these they're just kind of playing it out it's it's just getting worked out in history now 
But they're all, yeah, they are being deceptive. Uh, the the mother and Jacob, they're deceiving the blind old man. But it does seem to be God's will for them to do this. Um, it doesn't, although it doesn't say it's God's idea. God didn't tell them to do this directly. But were they somehow inspired to do this? Did they feel like it was the right? They had good intentions. Esau is no good. Esau is evil. <laughs> so he could not get this birthright. Yeah, because then, then the what, what was going to happen to the kingdom kingdom of God at this point, right? So it's kind of like the end justifies the means because Jacob, Jacob was always going to get the blessing anyway. His name was changed to Israel, and that's where his sons are the twelve tribes yeah. of Israel, the Israelites. You know, so 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 this guy Jacob is a pretty important character in history, and he's not necessarily a, a perfect person or anything like that, but he's just kind of. Uh, the cho you know the elect and the elect are not all perfect people they're just uh I, I think some scholars you know they say the elect are those people chosen to continue the story basically they're not necessarily saved because you're elect because a lot of the israelites uh you know rebelled against god and will not be saved um so even if the israelites are the elect people not all of them are going to be saved just because they're elect, they still have to uh, have faith, you know? You can't just be elect and do whatever you want, you know, and whore after other gods and stuff. It's one of these, it, there's a lot of these issues in the Bible where it's like, you know, what's going on? They, they, they were deceiving this guy, so that's not good, but yet at the same time, Esau was not good either. I mean, basically all the people in the Bible are, are not good, <laughs> right? No, they're always scheming. So, <laughs> the the human it's it's that depravity of man thing, you know. Um, yeah, and it seems to be multiplying each time, each new generation. So let's continue. Thirty. As soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, when Jacob had scarcely gone out from the presence of Isaac, his father Esau, his brother, came in from his hunting. He also prepared delicious food and brought it to his father. And he said to his father, let my father arise and eat of his son's game that you may bless me. See, see, Esau knows he already surrendered his birthright, but he's still playing. He's still pretending he didn't do that. His father, Isaac, said to him, who are you? He answered, I am your son, your firstborn Esau. Then Isaac trembled very violently and said, who was it then that hunted game and brought it to me? And I ate it before you came and I blessed him. Yes, and he shall be blessed. As soon as Esau heard the words of his father, he cried out with exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me, even me also, O my father. But he said, Your brother came deceitfully, and he has taken away your blessing. Esau said, Is he not rightly named Jacob? For he has cheated me these two, <laughs> these two times. <laughs> He took away my birthright, and behold, now he was taken away my blessing. Ah, see, okay, so the first one was the birthright, and now it's the blessing. Then he said, Have you not reserved a blessing for me? Isaac answered and said to Esau, Behold, I have made him lord over you, and all his brothers I have given to him for servants, and with grain and wine I have sustained him. What then can I do for you, my son? He says, Esau said to his father, Have you but one blessing, my father? Bless me. Even me also, oh, my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Then, then Esau, Isaac, his father, answered him, answered and said to him, Behold, away from the fatness of the earth shall your dwelling be. 
and away from the dew of heaven on high. By your sword you shall live, and you shall serve your brother. But when you grow restless, you shall break his yoke from your neck. So that's kind okay. of a little blessing, many, many, many blessing. Well, so it's almost like a pr uh, prophecy, really, in a way, yeah. I think. Um, that was the other thing that I always pondered on here, that you can only give out one blessing, really. Like, he was so reluctant to even offer this blessing to him, like, after begging him a couple times. So why couldn't he just bless him? I think we're dealing with, you know, a uh, cultural thing back then, that there was only one blessing for the eldest. It was the eldest son thing. And I think there's a connection between this, the birthright and the blessing. So if you surrender the birthright, then you're probably not really going to get the blessing either, you know, that you want. Um, but they but are, I mean, this things. birthright would go to the eldest anyhow, uh, eldest son. And then yeah. things could have been anything. It's like, yeah, I'll prosper you. Nations will bow down to you. You'll have all these servants and whatever. And at the very end, like he's only given them Isaac, well, yeah, you will live by this word or die by this word and serve your younger. Like there's three things. You're serving your younger brother, but he will break his yoke from your neck when you're in trouble. Not much of a big blessing, but a little one. So yeah, and totally sold him out. Just a I think Esau just is something about Esau's character. You know, he's he's he, in fact he's uh, similar to Nimrod, in the sense that he's you know he's a hunter, and all that kind of stuff. He's there seems to be some kind of negative implication with being not that hunting's bad or anything, but that uh, you know there. I mean, Nimrod was also a hunter, a mighty hunter before the Lord. Yeah. You know, and then Esau is. Um, you know, hunter, and it's just something maybe it, it implies there's something about their character that's not, um, you know, that, that that God doesn't quite see as being righteous or something. I don't know. Maybe he was just a dumb hunter or something, like living the life. Yeah, and there's a kind of a, I mean, if, yeah. But still, well, never any real reason why God said he hated Esau. Well, he surrendered his birth. I think there's this birthright, birthright as part of Abraham's seed that has the uh, the covenant bless the promises. But would that imply know? that God was going to make Esau a blessing anyway? Had he not done that, I don't know. I think he always picked. Jacob. And also, you know, they they were twins, right? So, the, so, so right away they had that prophecy that uh, the the young, the older would serve the younger. Yeah. So God already right. knew. That. Why is it yeah. surprise then? Yeah, yeah. I and mean, this is just God. Um, and also, I think it's God is see traditionally, culturally, the older, the the younger would serve the older, and the older would get the birthright. So. God has a way of um, working out his plan and history that's different than the cultural norms, maybe. My question is, like, if God already knew that to their birth, like while they were in the womb, that this was going to be the way it was, and maybe he designed them to be that way, I don't know. Why hate Esau when it was already predicted, like at the womb, that this was the way it's going to be set out? Now, this is just kind of unfolding that story, but at the same time, it's already preordained. So then, are they really making that conscious decision anyway? 
Yeah, yeah. There's kind of this, um, it's this drama being played out. And I think, you know, it could be God making a point that whatever he's promised will happen, regardless of these people's plans to mess it up somehow, yeah, you know. Well, I can buy um, that. So, so the older older son maybe was not cut out to, and, and also it's not just the older son, it's his, his family. See, the Esau married into the Canaanites. Oh yeah, right. Which they're not supposed to do. So, so his his whole kind of his whole bloodline was corrupted, yeah. more or less, basically. But it's also his own uh, his own spiritual heart was corrupted. So, so he's not the guy. Um, yeah, but was it was it God's plan to arrange it specifically? Then you get into that you know free will versus determinism kind of thing. Yeah. Um, there's a, there seems to be a bit of both going on at all times. You know, it's hard to define it. Well, I do you know. think. Uh, all of them were making their own decisions, but mm. at the same time, they were destined to follow this path because it, God already pronounced who was going to do what before they were even born. Yeah, but you can see, like, like Esau has his faults, and Jacob also is, you know, he's kind of a trickster. He's kind of a deceiver in his mother. So, it, so it, in a way, it's like God doesn't rely on human beings being perfect to. God doesn't need us to be perfect for God to to do what he wants to do. He can use imperfect people to work out his plans. Yep. You know. So so sometimes you get these stories like this it's like, well who's the good guy and who's the bad guy? It was like, well they're all messed up. <laughs> yeah. They're all bad guys, but God God has his plan that's going to work out either way. Yeah. You know, maybe, I don't know, that's uh no, that's a good analogy. I like that. All right. So, <laughs> oh, there's more. This is a, <laughs> such a long yeah, chapter. <laughs> now Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father had blessed him. And Esau said to himself, the days of mourning for my father are approaching. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. Again, kind of like Cain and Abel, right? Yeah, now but he is. The, right. Yeah, but the words of Esau are Wait, but the words of Esau, her older son, were told to Rebekah. So she sent and called Jacob, her younger son, and said to him, Behold, your brother Esau comforts himself about you by planning to kill you. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice. Arise, flee to Laban, my brother in Haran, and stay with him a while until your brother's fury turns away, until your brother's anger turns away from you, and he forgets that he forgets what you have done to him. Then I will send and bring you from there why should i bereft of you both in one day why should i be bereft of you both in one day then rebecca said to isaac i loathe my life because of the hittite wo women <laughs> if jacob marries one of the hittite wo women like these one of the women of the land what good will my life be to me <laughs> the hittite women see that's that's the problem. I don't even know who they are because Elon is one of them. He's so, a Hittite woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they must have been yeah. so bad. I wish you kind of expanded on some of these tribes, what they were like. Well, they, you do. They, they, they are mentioned quite a bit here and there, I think, uh, the Hittites. See, now something else happens as a result of this. As a result of this deception... And Esau losing his birthright and blessing. Now there's this animosity between the two brothers. Yeah. And so there's kind of a next chapter in the story, right? 
Yeah. And, and another thing, now they have to deal with this problem. And we're going to see how that plays out. And so it's it's almost like a movie or something where it's like, you know, things kind of get more and more challenging. This would make a great uh, movie. For these characters, yeah. You don't, uh, yeah. well, there, there have been a few uh, decent Bible movies, actually. They're not very well known. Um, there were some fairly uh, good Bible movies made. Uh, I think it was in the 90s, maybe. Um, they're not the big famous ones, but they uh, they were pretty close to the Bible. You know, you know that movie um, that Mel Gibson did. Yeah, that was based on a, a book written like a hundred years ago by some crazy woman <gasps> um, who who like who who had a dream and then wrote a book about it. It yeah. wasn't even based on the Bible. Huh. Yeah, yeah, she had a dream. And she wrote a book. I forget. You'd have to look it up. But if you just look up Passion of the Christ, you'll see that it's based on this book. And that's and, and the movie was based on that, like some crazy huh. woman's vision. Huh. You think they didn't, they didn't even use the Bible. They didn't even use the Bible. That's crazy. Well, none of his movies, not him in particular, but I noticed uh, the Russell Crowe in the Noah movie. Well, yeah, that's that's but, just full blown gnostic, and that's pretty obvious. But but like the Passion of the Christ, everyone thinks that's a biblical based movie. It's not. I would it's have not. to watch it again to see if it's really following anything from the Bible. No, it's based on this book. It's it's really oh. bizarre. Yeah, but it was pretty violent. I mean, like just the the whole crescendo leading up to the crucifixion. Yeah, I mean, parts of it are going to be biblical, but I think if you watch it again, you'd notice a few things here and there. Yeah, um, but that's well, a problem. There's a show called The Chosen. I've never watched it, but I've heard about it, and I, I think that's totally gnostic or something, just oh, from what I've crazy. seen. It's I I was watching that a little bit. It's on Netflix. Uh, uh, oh, there you go. You know what it's about? It's about like some uh, teenager that has Christ-like powers. So it's like trying to imply this Jesus is in this kid. Like you can heal people and that kind of stuff. Does um, it take place in the modern day or in the yeah, old modern day? Ah, is that the is that the one I'm thinking of? The chosen? Do they show like Jesus and stuff or something? No? I didn't watch the whole thing. All I could see from the Maybe. beginning was it was uh, teenager kids and ah. boys had all these powers. Wow. After um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. that's I don't mind the modern day concept of telling the stories from the Bible because I actually would like to do that myself because I took the book, book of Ruth. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I think there, yeah, there's so many great stories They they never seem to um, make good movies about it for some reason, but uh, they could, I think if they wanted to, they could. Oh, easily. Uh -huh. But what they do is they take biblical concepts, make movies about them, letting people know like, Oh, this is all biblical, but it actually nothing is. You know, like yeah. all of this, especially like Russell Crowe branding himself now to be this uh, Christ-like uh, Christian sort of actor, but he's not. Every movie that he's making, it's always going against Christ. Every Is he time. saying he's Christian now? No, but all his roles, Russell. like he's uh, the Pope's uh, uh, Exorcist, the Pope's Exorcist, that's one of his movies. Oh, I've never seen that, yeah. And yeah. then another movie where he's like, like a Christian father, Christian family, who is like going against his gay son in that drama, you know, like, but it's all against the Christian family. 
who like discriminated against their own son. They're the bad guys. Yeah. 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 So there's all these storylines yeah. that he plays, but he's always somehow connected to Christian themes, but going against them uh, somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And also this thing about like marrying the Hittite women, you know, back then there's, um, you know, the Israelites were always told not to marry outside their tribe, basically. Yeah. And it's, um, I think part of it's, you know, because they had different ways, different, they had different gods, basically, different practices. They had, you know, they were sacrificing children, they were doing all kinds of crazy stuff, and they had different gods. They were not in covenant with God, right? These were yeah, the I nations. Think that's exactly the, that's the main reason. It's a, so it was kind of a, if you marry the, the foreign woman, that means you're going to, enter into a covenant with these foreign gods somehow yeah, that's what you know? happened with solomon that's exactly happened. yeah so it's not really a racial thing necessarily it's um no actually you know, the it's, book it's, of ruth is uh on point with that one because she was a moabite right which were mm. other gods so she left her people to go with naomi's people and they she became part of that tribe through her faith not yeah 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 and like that um rahab the prostitute as well yeah right? yeah, yeah so yeah. god is always showing that it's the spiritual connection no matter where you're mm. born into and what your genetics are but it's that's irrelevant as long as you come into covenant with him then all people are welcome from wherever you are that's the beauty of the whole thing you know what my mother said um she said, you were born a Hindu, but you became a Christian. So my answer was, well, thank God that anyone can be taken away from any. And I told her I was never a Hindu because Hindu implies you actually worship any religion. If you're like Jewish or Hindu or Catholic or whatever, if you don't actually worship those gods and you traditionally, technically, you're not one of them anyway. You know, yeah, yeah. You're just born in that particular area, but you don't become that until you spiritually give yourself over. Yeah, I mean, at some point, people have to kind of decide what they believe. You know, they're, everyone's born into a certain family, and that family has kind of certain beliefs or not. And then you're kind of, kind of, you know, those things are, that's your identity. But at some point, you're like, start to question it, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, lucky for me, I never had to question it. I always knew Oh, really? Um, yeah, even living uh, temporarily as a young kid over there, I knew that wasn't it. And <laughs> I, never it. I never thought of them as God, you know, like all the temples and the statues and whatever. Like, my, I've seen them track and do their temple thing, and I never followed along. I never even wondered about it. It just existed. And luckily, mm. God found me as I started to understand when I got older. So Yeah. Well, it's kind of like Abraham. You know, he grew up in the same kind of environment, right? Yeah. They were worshiping all these other gods, and then God called him. Right. So take him out of uh, paganism, which is, uh, you know, we live in this very pagan world today as well. Nothing's really changed, you know. Yeah, God has to take you out of your, even in the Western world, even in America here. I think most of them need to be taken out of whatever. Yeah, it's idolatry. People are worshiping the celebrities now, you know, really, right. um, and, and themselves or whatever, whatever it is. They're worshiping something else besides God. Oh, That's yeah. That's for sure, you know. 
So, especially for a lot of this stuff, they don't understand this stuff. That means they they're not they don't know anything about God. You can't know anything about God unless you read the Bible. You can have faith yeah. for them, but I don't think you know His character, His promises, and why anything is happening until you read this. And that's what's kind of I think is lacking is people are not getting enough of the word either by themselves or by their teachers, you know. Even people go to church, they don't read the Bible on their own outside of church. You know, they're going yeah. they're going there for the so for the, to make friends or whatever. Right. And uh and they're not really um you know reading the, the Bible daily on their own. You know what I mean? So it's difficult it's, though, even for me. I mean, unless we were doing this, I don't know, I would have a hard time. Well, I try to do a little bit in the morning. You know, I always try to read something in the morning or in the evening as well. You know, um, you know, I, yeah. Awesome. I mean, it's a good practice just to start the day out in a certain way. I, I even the psalms. A lot of times, I'll just read uh, one psalm in yeah. the morning, kind of just uh, get my head on straight. You know, or the proverbs or something, something like that. That's kind of a small, bite-sized, but there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, wisdom in it. You know. Yeah, it's like I heard, I listen to it on and off all the time, and then go through the Bible on and off all the time, but I don't know, I don't consistently read or do it where I can keep it straight. It's like it's like a zigzag puzzle all over, like little pieces of it here and there. It's kind of makes sense someday. So in a way, this is kind of helping me quite a bit too, because I Yeah, yeah, it takes a while to, you know, there's definitely a uh, an overall meta-narrative or maybe yeah. there's more than one, you know, but there's definitely something about this uh, establishing a kingdom because it starts out kind of with these promises. It ends that, you know, we know how it ends. Yeah. And um, this is all. And so what we'll, so if we, if we like the stories we read today, if we put those in the context of the overall master plan, it kind of makes a little more sense, I think. You know, like don't marry the, don't marry the foreign wives. And that's, you know, yeah. why, what's wrong with Esau? Well, he was—he wasn't really on board with God's plan. It sounds like you know, but he did have a role to play as a kind of a the enemy of Jacob, and we're going to see how that plays out. Yeah, you know, there, there's all these uh, other nations, and they're you know they exist and they do certain things, and sometimes they're used for a reason as well. You know. Yeah, um, I mean, the story that I got out of it so far is not only you got to marry somebody that believes the same as you not to go off into other tribes that they follow their own gods. But then really the parents hold the key to blessing their children's future. And if they do it right, then the whole world, the whole universe is open to them. I mean, look what he blessed them with all kinds of stuff. That's much bigger than Jacob. He gave them so much prosperity and respect and all this other stuff that he can grow into so that's what i'm thinking like you their parents have to bless their children and want to bless them you know and it looks like yeah birthright versus blessings are two different things yeah but i would say maybe you know people who are not blessed by their children they have to get blessed by god <laughs> well i think you know we have I mean? to ask for that blessing from god i think yeah that's yeah because yeah, that's, that's what was the thing. I was like, if they don't bless you, where do you go? You know, drugs. 
Yeah, that's, or that's where you go. That's where you start out. Oh, I'm sure many have. And then you end up in rehab. Yeah. And, and then you find God. So how find, come find God in prison? Church leaders don't bless. I mean, that's the other opportunity. Don't bless what? They don't bless the people? Yeah. Not like I'm talking about like in this context. Why if if why don't they Well they're supposed to. I think they're supposed to. Well, you should ask your pastor that. You should ask your pastor to bless you. Let's see what happens. Break that they, chain. They did a, uh, they do like baby dedications. They did one the other day. Although I'm not sure if what, you know, they, and then they read uh, <clears throat> something about um, Samson's mother. But Samson's mother was dedicating Samson to God as a Nazarite. That's why he had the long hair and stuff. They never yeah. cut their hair. But I don't, I'm not sure if that would be used for just blessing any normal child who's not under the Nazarite vow. I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Uh, but they do this. They don't baptize babies, but they do a baby dedication. Like they dedicate the baby to God, you know. And you do see that in the Bible a lot with the firstborn, especially that you uh, you you all you basically dedicate your firstborn child to God. I think that's okay, um, though. Uh, I know what the word you're thinking maybe. of. Maybe I it's I can't remember it right now. Yeah. Uh, communion. No. Con, con, is it consecrate? It's not sacrifice. Some people think it means sacrifice, but they're really? not doing that. <laughs> no, it's something I, like that, though. Um, it's like yeah. a community offer. Blessing. It's yeah. like an offer. Yeah, you offer that child to God, God. right? That's not as a sacrifice, right. but as a you know someone, right? Because it belongs to God. I think the whole point is the firstborn of everything, every animal and human being, really belongs to God. Yeah, I'm a firstborn. I'm Are not. Born? Nope. Nope. Well, tough. I'm you. a second. I'm a second born. <laughs> but I, so I'm like Jacob. I'm like Jacob. I'm the younger. I'm the younger brother. Still your brother's blessing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. I think I was cursed. Also, I think we're both cursed. <laughs> well, this is what I want to learn because that has to be broken. Because you know, like it's what they're carrying out to you, and then you're carrying it out. Well, the baptism, I think the baptism, it's it's part of the old, uh, you know, the old, the old man, the old human nature of Adam, the fallen human nature needs to die with Christ, and then we're reborn with Christ, right? But that doesn't uh, change spiritually. The What's that? That, that? that doesn't necessarily change the blessing that the parents given you. Like you are born again curse. under... God, but like God still lets the story play out. However, it's yeah, going. yeah. I mean, you always kind of have these scars, you know. I think you never really get over it, you know. Yeah. You know, but maybe it's maybe that's all part of God's plan as well, you know. Not everyone. There's a reason I think that certain people are cursed by their parents. Maybe it's. Uh, yeah, and I'm sure part, it all plays the into the story of who we become. If we're like much better, stronger spiritually and emotionally and mentally than i think those people that like jacob versus esau i think well i don't know i can't really follow his story till later but i do think that once we go through our hardships we become much stronger like you know what do they call it when you stress the diamond you know you become a diamond when you get stressed yeah it's it's like refined or purified yeah. In the right. fire, that's that's what it says in the Bible. And then uh yeah. so you pastor to pray over you 
and break that curse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's possible to break these curses. And and I, oh, I remember what I was going to say. I think a lot of this is, uh, you know, yeah, exactly. We're being refined so that we're ready to enter the kingdom of heaven, right? The kingdom of oh. God. I think that's the ultimate thing. And it's hard, you know, it's we forget that because it's not really. It's kind of here. It's kind of begun, but it's not here fully. So you know, yeah, God always helps people while they're living in their life because that's what all these stories are all about. It's like, what's the point of telling us if we only care about the very last day and not mm. care about here now either? Isaac prayed for Rebecca because she was barren, and God answered that prayer. We already knew that He was going to be the promise uh, for all the descendants. So yet his wife was barren. I'm sure Abraham told him, you know, that this is what the promise was. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So God, it's really God is working in everything out. You see the hand of God behind everything that happens. Even Jacob going off into exile, that was like part of the plan. Yeah. And then because then he's going to meet some uh, women, you know, he's going to have yeah. a... You know, they, all these guys are meeting lots of women in Genesis, you know. <laughs> yeah. So oh, there's a lot about families and children and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, their story is crazy. I can't wait to get into that story, too, where they're just having sex with all their handmaidens and fighting over each other and having more sex and then a bunch of babies. It's crazy. <laughs> so he's like very, very busy guy in the next few chapters. All right. So next time is we start at twenty eight. Is that right? Yeah. Or where is that twenty eight? Okay. Uh, when is that Laban? All right. All right. Thank you so much. Cool. Until next. All right. Time. All right. Thank you. All right. Have a good one.